1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Ken Miller Show here on 1700 KBGG. For the next couple of hours, Trent Condon and myself will talk the world of sports with you, localizing it as best as we can. Uh, coming up on the program today is Wednesday, which means we will head to the Windy City. David Kaplan, ESPN 1000, NBC Sports Chicago uh, will join us at about 1220. We will talk Chicago sports, particularly the Cubs, the White Sox, the Bears, Maybe some of the Bulls. I'm not sure I'll pour any salt in the wound with his flailing Chicago Blackhawks. Um, Cappy's coming up. We'll talk to Matt Norlander. He covers college basketball on a national basis for CBSSports.com. One of our favorite guests during the college hoop seasons, Matt Norlander here at 1240. John Miller on Iowa coming up at 120 today. Huge win for the Hawks. We'll talk about that momentarily. Uh, And then to wrap things up. Off we go to the Twin Cities, as we do each and every day this week, uh, to get the uh, the latest flare, if you will, try and bring a a taste of Super Bowl week uh, back to Des Moines. Tim Yoder will provide that for us, and at the same time, or not at the same time, but uh, right after that, we'll get Nick Athen in here as the Kansas City Chiefs sent some shockwaves throughout the NFL on a maybe sleepy Tuesday night on Super Bowl week. They made some news with shipping their quarterback Alex Smith, who I th- don't think rather gets enough credit for his play. I mean, not the flashiest guy, but uh, but Alex Smith. You look at his numbers, especially the last year, he, he was terrific. Um, and what does that mean for Kurt Cousins? A Lot of dominoes to fall. Does he go north? Does he go west? I know Denver wants him. Starting to hear some Minnesota Vikings chatter. I'm sure that'll come up. But Trent, uh, good afternoon. Great to talk to you. Let's start with Iowa and Minnesota from last night. Sure. Now, I know Mir Coffee's not out, and, and that's a big, big piece of this Gophers team, a team that doesn't have a lot of depth to begin with. Uh, but you know what? Um, I wouldn't expect the Hawks to feel of one bit for him. <laughs> right. They started out with an 11-1 run in that basketball game. Now, to Minnesota's credit, they came back into it. But some huge performances last night, in particular a guy who's really playing exceptionally well right now. And I don't know if this is a product of the plantar fasciitis, maybe um, turned the corner and put that behind him. But Jordan Bohannon last night, uh, again, 40 minutes tonight, or last game, 38 minutes last night, Jay Bow's getting it done, Trent, and um, y- y- who knows what uh, where this is going to end up as far as his career. But man, oh man, a double double out of him last night. Very
2: good again, offensively, defensively. Hey, better I thought. Better, better. He's competing. Mm-hmm. He, he's out there. He's working. You know, another part is you do wonder. You mentioned the the plantar fasciitis and. You know, Tom Caker brought that up to us a long way time ago. Back. Yep. I mean, it was—I think even before the season began.
1: I was going to say November.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was a long time ago. How debilitating that is! You got to figure it's something pretty big, obviously, and something that he's been dealing with. But if it is feeling better, if he's starting to work his way back, really, rest is the only thing. And you can have surgery in the off-season. But you know, if that's a part of it here, because defensively, he's never going to be a great, great defender. Just not. He's,
1: no, not, I, not, I don't think so either. I think he'll get better, yes, but that'll yes. never be his calling card. His right. calling card's at the other end of the floor.
2: But what he can do offensively, right. and, and not just shooting the basketball. You know he's a great shooter, but he is more than that. We saw it as a year ago at the end of the year. Was, he's putting up a double-double at Maryland, and he's he's hitting the big shot to beat Wisconsin on the road. Two NCAA tournament teams, by the way, mm-hmm. that he did that to on the road a year ago. Uh, the big performance against Indiana. Offensively, you know he's good, and he's back... Playing that kind of way, This team's problem isn't offensively, and you saw it again last night. Defensively, they're going to have to get better. You wonder what more buttons that can push, but for another night, they went out there, executed everything they needed to offensively, and and the smiles were back on the faces mm-hmm. once again, like we saw a week ago against Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. They're score
1: ninety plus points in a game is pretty fun. No, you're right, Trent. You're you're 100. now they gave up ninety the last time they took the floor, but nonetheless, <laughs> you know what was good last night or better last night was Moss. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of one of those hot and cold players, right? When when he has a good game, seemingly, I was got a better chance to come out uh, uh, on top. Look, they got they got uh, contributions from a lot of guys last night. Cordell Pemsel was really good. Offensively, he was terrific again last night. I thought Pemsel stood out at times uh, on the floor against the Gophers last night. So, you know what? Um, when one of the Gophers' best players is not able to answer the bell, you've got to take advantage of that. And the Hawks did. They really did. So... You know, three wins at 3-8 and eight now, it's not going to make a difference at the end of the year as far as record-wise, as far as where they're going, I guess, put it, to put it in a, a better uh, frame. But win the games you're supposed to. They were sure. home, they were favored, slight favored, took care of business. Did what
2: you're supposed to do. Right. And uh, what we probably expected this team to look like, maybe more importantly, last night. That that was the team I thought we were going to see all season long. That mm-hmm. hasn't been the case. Uh a myriad of reasons for that that we've talked about in the past, but yeah, went out there, played well. You mentioned Isaiah Moss, and so I had to pull up his game log to kind of see what our perception, if it matches the reality. So and did it? Yes. I think. <laughs> Last night, hits four, six, three-pointers, 16 points, three rebounds, an assist, a little bit of everything. They win. Game before against Nebraska, one of six, two points. Mm. Against Wisconsin. Five of twelve, three three pointers, fifteen points, four assists, they win. Game before, Purdue lost one of seven. Game before that, at Rutgers, one of six, they lose. Against Illinois, he gets twelve points. He gets a couple of rebounds.
1: As Moss goes, so go the Hawks, Trent.
2: Really outside he played really well at Maryland, and they were in that game mm-hmm. until late until the last what nine minutes or so of the, that basketball game. But uh he played really well there, but you kind of go through the game log. It bears out.
1: Isn't that something? When, when I would have thought that. Well.
2: Now, Moss was the guy that I said before the year, if I was going to go from being just an NCAA tournament team to a Sweet 16 team, <laughs> yeah. he was going to have to be the guy to ascend. Maybe I was a little bit ahead of just myself. Just a tad. Just a touch. But it, it's true. He he has a skill set that they don't have a whole lot of. We we know the depleted guard court that they have, but he can get to the rim. He's a very good shooter. Got to get him to lock in defensively mm-hmm. at times. And, and sometimes the thing that frustrates me watching Isaiah Moss is when he just falls in love with the jumper. He's a good shooter. But he can do so much more than that. And he kind of floats out there. But when he's going to the rim, he's doing that. Helps him, I think, on the defensive end. You know, add a little bit more energy over there. He's quick. He's strong. He can shoot it. He is a, he's an important piece next year. And look into next year. Everybody anticipates Joe Weisskamp's going to come in and start from day one. Still can, but if it's between him and Moss for one spot, now they could play one of the two, one of the three, and both start them together. Maybe Bear goes back to the bench. That's what I would prefer. Who would you take? A junior Isaiah Moss?
1: See, I don't know. I've never seen the kid play. So yeah. I mean, I see his numbers, tournament. right? I, I see his numbers. He's going to be a freshman in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen Moss, and when Moss goes, so go the Hawks, yes, as you just yes. pointed out. Uh, and, and I agree with you on Nick Bear. Nick Bears. Look, Nick Bear between his ears is is is, is better than ninety percent of the Big Ten, in my opinion. He's one of those guys. He's an effort guy. He's a think the game, try and see the game before it's going to happen. One of those type of players. Yep. And I appreciate that from him. Uh, he's a lot of will, not as much skill, right? And <laughs> yeah. that's okay. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of guys that in every sport, will guys, not skill guys, and he falls into that category for me. So I'm with you there. Uh, Tyler Cook last night. A couple of a couple of things I want to bring up from him. Uh, They can't guard me was great. Yes, yes. (laughs) The emphatic, they can't guard me, and I loved it. Uh, And then at the end of the game, he wanted that double-double. He admitted so after the game. Mm -hmm. He was grabbing that rebound, Trent Condon. And he told Coral Pencil, that's
2: mine. Went up and grabbed it and got his double-double, and that that goes with the fun. You know, I I know there is, I'm sure, a very small portion of, of the fan base that Oh, look at this selfish guy, this me first. No. He just wants his double. No, that, not at all. That that's fun. And he saw him in Pencil afterwards, and they had a smile sure as they, they were walking did. away because, I'm sure they both know. And I, I played hoops. I knew what my numbers were. Did I, you? I knew yeah. what my numbers were. Yeah, all I guess the in yeah. sport, right? I think, yeah.
1: You know if you're two for three. You know if yes. you've got a goal or insist yes. or.
2: Now I was very good so maybe, sure. I mean it was easy to count up I wasn't scoring 30 a game but <laughs> yeah. I had a couple three pointers and made my free throws I got 8 tonight as long right. as you
1: got I'm one good guys. hand you can you can yeah, be right. able to keep track of what you're doing absolutely
2: huh? <laughs> absolutely so these guys know it too you know sure. they know where they are and and you know a milestone or just a a double double whatever it is to get there I mean Reggie Evans a perfect example for Iowa was. every time he got that 10th rebound or 10th point What'd he do? He'd flash down the court with the two fingers mm-hmm. both up in the air, flashing the double-double sign. These guys know. You know
1: what that turned out it, with, with Reggie Evans? He, he, he transitioned to the uh, Johnny Manziel sign after college because <laughs> he got paid in the league. He Good did. for him. He, he lasted a lot longer than I thought he would and made way more money.
2: You but, take an elite skill set. Yeah, that's, that's all that's he has, right? One elite skill set, yep. uh, and that was rebounding and translated to what would you guess he made?
1: Oh I'm gonna fifty to say, million? I, that was the number that I was coming up with. Yeah. I you know what? And I wouldn't be a bit surprised, Trent, if it's even north of that. I think that he he really cashed in. There was one year uh well, you'll have it. Yeah. Did he did he bust fifty?
2: Let's see here. Add it all up. 32 million. That's it. Well, that's it. That's it. Right. That's right. It's pretty good walking
1: around money, right? Yeah, I went to thought I thought he made more than that, but he still what was his what was his big year?
2: Uh, he made a little over 5. He had a 5-year run where he made 4, 4.3, 4.6, 4.9 and then 5 over a 5-year stretch. So he must uh that'd be about a 5-year just a shade under $25 million contract mm-hmm. something like that. And uh, later in his career, even his final season, made $1.7 million, probably as the 11th guy.
1: Mm. It's good living. Yeah, it's good living. And, he, and uh, he, his time came too soon because look what those guys are making yes, now. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, good win last night. Iowa State plays tonight. Uh, I don't like this matchup one bit. This is an Iowa State team that was uh, embarrassed at Tennessee. You would think that pride will play a role in tonight's game. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, West Virginia is going to play a role or have a say in tonight's game. From where I sit, this is a uh, this is a tough team. This is a team in that you don't see uh, too many teams like them in the Big Twelve. Uh, this is they're physical. They're they're a bunch of junkyard dogs, right? They're, they're, these guys will scrap you. Um, offensively, they're. Not the most gifted team no, you're going to see, no, no. but they'll guard you. They'll press you. They're going to make the make Iowa State work for every single one of the points that they're able to uh, uh, to score tonight. I don't like this matchup on the heels of that embarrassing loss to Tennessee. I just have a feeling, Trent, we're going to be talking about another one.
2: I do wonder where West Virginia is coming into this game.
1: They're, they've lost four of the last five.
2: Four or five, and they losses, can't finish. Blown lead against uh, Kentucky. Huge blown, blown lead against
1: Kansas. Kansas yeah
2: where they're at you know you just uh, all right now we have to go to play the bottom feeder, of the conference where they are mentally going into this well they got
1: to be looking at this as a chance to get well
2: you would think so you you would hope that that's the button mm-hmm. that you push, but... and
1: and you know that Huggins will remind them that where they're playing because mm-hmm. Hilton Coliseum is a tough place to play in yeah. that league. It has been every single year. Huggins has been in the conference. Um, look, the, the the team that Proms putting out there is not like what we've seen, obviously, the mm-hmm. last few years. But he'll remind him of that. He'll have his team ready to play.
2: You know, I am excited for this game though, and uh, and
1: we don't. The best part about it, yeah. we don't have to wait till eight o'clock. That's this true. is a yeah. six
2: o'clock tip. We're ready to roll right Absolutely out. of Absolutely love it. The thing that I really am looking forward to is seeing how Lindell Wigginton responds. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing, seeing him in this environment. He's an important piece for next mm-hmm. year if they do take that big step and back. And no
1: Wheeler-Bab this tonight. With so. no
2: Nick Weiler bab it's going to be him. It's mm-hmm. going to be a little Donovan Jackson. But for the most part, this is Lindell Wigginton's game. Mm-hmm.
1: See, see more him. of Lewis. I know you were one of the guys yes. who wants to
2: see more of him. Get to see him out there, what, six minutes a half, 12 minutes of the eh, game, maybe probably. 15, you know. Mm-hmm. Get him out there a little bit more. That's why I'm excited for this game. Not just because it's West Virginia. It's fun watching the pressure and the way that they play. But you couple that with what's happening on the Iowa State side of things. Probably if if Nick Weiler-Babb was available tonight, I wouldn't be as excited because it's a lost season. It's a Mm -hmm. lost season. And uh, it's probably just going to be another loss uh, among many this season. But now, with the chance to see Wigington, how much those point guard skills have improved, the work that he's been putting in and really pretty much seeing it on a full-time basis, how that's going to play in tonight. That's why I'm looking forward to it.
1: Mm. Uh, real quick on the NFL, Trent. Uh, I'm surprised that Minnesota's name keeps coming up. The, the Vikings' name keeps coming up and uh, as far as a possible destination. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have thought that it would have been easier for them to sign one of the three guys that they have on their roster, meaning uh, uh, Bridgewater, um, and Bradford, Bradford and, uh, and, of course, Case Keenum. Um but Kirk Cousins is an interesting name out there. I mean, is Cousins better than any of the three quarterbacks the Vikings currently have on their roster?
2: Oh, yeah. I, I don't think there's any doubt. Is
1: he better than Bradford? I was going to say a healthy Bradford, but you never get that. Right,
2: right. You you can't count on that guy for mm-hmm. 16 games. Would you rather two years have ago.
1: Cousins or Keenum? Oh,
2: oh, Cousins by
1: a mile. Bra- uh, Bridgewater or Cousins? No, oh, Cousins. Just because of the fact you're not sure on Teddy's knee? I... Or you like him. Teddy's healthy? Cousins healthy? Who do you want? I still want cousins. And I, I
2: think there's a significant gap. Mm-hmm. I look at Kirk Cousins as
1: is he cert- top ten quarterback in the league? Certainly
2: top twelve. Okay. Certainly top twelve, and right on that fringe, probably at ten to thirteen, depending on the day and the way that I, the week that I probably just saw in the NFL. I really like Kirk Cousins. Look at the Redskins and and that organization as a whole. A lot of dysfunction, you know, and. It starts at the top. It starts at the top with Daniel Snyder. He's gone through as a quarterback that was, well, drafted to be a backup. rg is coming in. Mm-hmm. This is our
1: future. I can remember being absolutely befuddled yes. by what their decision to do. Yeah, they're taking a quarterback, and then you can take another quarterback?
2: But worked out for Cousins. He ends. And they paid a
1: king's a ransom to move up to yes. take RG3 right. in the first place.
2: But he hasn't had a ton of help. He's he's put numbers up. Some people look at it, and say a lot of times it was when they're trailing in games. But he puts up numbers, and now you put him with an organization that isn't inept, like the Minnesota Vikings, mm-hmm. and the way that Spielman has built things along with Zimmer. I think it's a perfect fit. I, I think
1: they're on the cusp of a Super Bowl appearance. I mean, they, got, yeah. they couldn't got any closer than they did this year without getting there, right?
2: Yes, and that was with Case Keenum, right? It was, it was a nice
1: story. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he can repeat that year. No, I really don't.
2: I, I don't think he can. I, I don't think you put your you don't want to put your eggs in a career journeyman backup.
1: And you're starting to hear some transition now. I know that the only people that you want to hear that from are Spielman and Zimmer, right? Mm-hmm. But the rumors are starting to float around out there that they are that they are seriously thinking of tagging Case Keenum. I I don't get
2: it. I don't either. And the one thing about Zimmer you continually hear is that he he really is about his guys. You know, it's, and
1: Bridgewater's his guy. Trent.
2: Bridgewater is his guy. It was the guy that they were grooming to be the guy. He becomes the guy, and then well, obviously the injury happens. So, how much that's going to play into this? Uh, just, and and Teddy. It's not just because they drafted Teddy Bridgewater. You draft guys all the time, but but what they went through. Him laying on the field, close to losing his leg. Mm-hmm. The rehab teammates that he went throwing through, up. Just all these these components that play into that, and because of the way that Zimmer's built, maybe that's tainting their vision here. I, I don't. I think it's I think it's easy. You have tons of cap room. It's not going to be something that's going to be so debilitating that you're not going to be able to resign guys when they become you know eligible to get the next contract, contract number two with some of that young defensive players. I think it's a slam dunk. Bradford, know with the injury history. Same thing with Bridgewater and Case Keenum. He's he's a solid backup. And he peaked. With, He's peaked with the right combination. Still, Case Keatum this year was what top half quarterback, fifteen sixteen range.
1: Mm, he meant no more, no no higher than that. Yes, yeah.
2: that was with everything coming together. Right, Kirk Cousins with that offense. That sure. offensive well, line. Let's
1: make, Cook. Let's make this easy. Let's just use that division. Where is he? Is, rank that division's quarterback. Healthy Aaron Rodgers one. Yeah. Matthew Stafford two. Mm-hmm. Keenum Trubisky. Closer than you think.
2: Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. But Cousins, I mean. Well. Cousins versus Stafford.
1: With the with the supporting cast around Kirk Cousins, that Minnesota is so close. They, I, they are. I can understand why the Vikings are in the conversation. I still don't know if that's if he's going to end up there. Maybe that's wishful thinking on my part oh, yeah, because you the team that I root yes, for yes. Um, seems to be they they seem to be all in on this kid. So we, we will see. We'll take a time out. We'll come back. We'll head to Chicago, courtesy of our friends at HeartlandFlags dot com. David Kaplan will join us. Chicago sports, Cubs and White Sox. I'm going to start with the White Sox with Kaplan. Wow. What? Yeah, I know. It seems, it seems weird, right? Okay. They had their fan fest. Mm-hmm. Cappy was part of it. I'm not sure he had much to say, <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll pick his brain on that. We'll do some Cubs. Is is you Darvish day today?
0: No,
2: because I thought it's going to happen for a week and a half now, and it still hasn't. So I'm just going to keep saying no. Well, now. this
1: was going to be the week, Trent, and here we are at the middle of the week. So. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, I think he's going to be a Cub. I really do. I know you're, I think you're holding out hope that he's a Twinkie. I'm not so sure. We'll take a timeout. Uh, we will come back uh, with David Kaplan. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Connan and myself are here until new, uh, till 2 on 1700 KBGG.
0: Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG.
3: Hey, guys. This is Nate Adams. You want to know where to go for the best Valentine's Day gifts this year? Go to Christopher's Fine Jewelry. It's a tradition for the men in the Adams family to visit Christopher's because we trust their friendly, down-to-earth staff. No big sales pressure. They're happy to answer your questions and take the stress out of Valentine's Day shopping. Stop by Christopher's today at 3427 Merle Hay Road and tell them the Adams family sent you. One of the scariest things that can happen to pet owners is having your pet go missing. That's why the Animal Rescue League of Iowa has partnered with iowapetalert.com to help reunite lost pets with their owners. We post every lost pet that arrives to our doors on this website within 24 hours, and the public can post lost and found pets and sign up for notifications, too. Learn more at iowapetalert.com.
4: Family reunions, sports leagues, corporate events, even that annual get-together with your old friends. Great times come and go, but you can keep the memories with you. 905 Inc. Custom Screen Printing Shop can make custom-designed, screen-printed T-shirts, hoodies, and more. They bring people together and keep the memories alive for years to come. For great service, affordable prices, custom design, and quick turnaround, look to 905 Inc. Custom Screen Printing. 515-432-3480 or visit 905inc.com. That's 905inc.com.
2: Hey guys, Trent Condon here again from 1700 KBGG. We made it, a new year upon us, a happy 2018. No, know a lot of people have New Year's resolutions, things you want to improve upon, but a lot of times you need help. If better health is one of your goals in 2018, I have a place for you that has helped me. It's New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness has built a strong history helping one patient at a time. They'll make a program specifically designed for you from weight loss, hormonal treatment, maybe it's migraines. So many things that New Leaf Wellness can help you with in 2018. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. It's New Leaf Wellness,
4: six five zero thirteen fifty eight. Cumulus Media and the American Heart Association invite you to join us for the 25th annual Heart Ball presented by Iowa Heart Center in Mercy along with UnityPoint Health Des Moines on February 10th at the Community Choice Credit Union Convention Center. This fun event will highlight how far we've come in the fight against heart disease and stroke and how you can help make our community a healthier place to live, work, and play. Learn more, purchase tickets, or make a donation at heart.org slash dsmheartball. That's heart.org slash dsmheartball. We'll see you there. Walk to prevent suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and participate in an Out of the Darkness community walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, co-workers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research, education, advocacy, and programs to support people impacted by suicide. Walk to save lives. Go to outofthedarkness.org today.
0: Bellagio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you.
2: we online washersystems.com
5: You know, guys, we've got it pretty good. Going to games, watching sports on TV, listening to sports talk radio. We never really stop with sports. So maybe with Valentine's Day just around the corner, you ought to get her something special from Heartland Flag Poles and Flags. Did you know that we carry a huge selection of home decor and furnishings? We do. Art Peace Poles. We have a huge selection. She'll love the one you pick out for her, and best of all, she'll know that you're actually listening to her, or at least got lucky because you went to Heartland Flag Poles and Flags. 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines or heartlandflags.com. Real sports talk
0: for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG.
1: Our friends at HeartlandFlags.com make it possible to talk to the Capman each and every Wednesday at this time. Off we go to the Windy City. Cappy, Trent, and Ken, what uh, are you working tonight, Cap? Do you have a game, first of all?
6: I am actually on my way right now. I have uh, Loyola and Bradley. You're right going to see
1: the best. Yeah, two really good teams. Loyola, uh, they're the story of the Valley so far this year, Cap. They really are. Drake was good and maybe teased us a little bit. But Loyola is starting to assert themselves and look clearly like the best team in the conference.
6: They're easily the best team in the conference. Easy. I don't even think it's you know in doubt at all their share of issues yeah i gotta say loyal is the best team i've seen in the league
2: cap uh chicagoland they're a chicago based team they play in the genteel center any buzz at all i mean i know it's so far down the list but even if they get to the ncaa tournament will anybody care in chicago
6: uh yeah i mean look if they get to the ncaa tournament yeah people will be excited but is there buzz like on a daily basis about Loyola basketball? No, Scott.
1: No, Uh
6: it's just not a college town. It's right. just not.
1: No, uh, you uh, sat in on uh, White Sox Fan Fest last week, Cap. At least I, I'm pretty sure you did. Uh, on the heels of the the Cubs convention the week before, uh, this White Sox team. If you're a fan of the White Sox, what are they selling this year, Cap?
6: Uh, they're selling that the plan is taking another step. Yeah, they're selling that. They have really, really elite talent in their system. So, yeah, I think there's a lot to be excited about for the Chicago White Sox and for their fans, absolutely. Do I think they can be a surprise team this year? No, I do not. And the lack of action for the offseason has probably been the biggest indicator that they're not ready yet to take that next step. But I do think they could be a surprise team in 19, and they certainly in 2020 should be one of the teams that everybody looks at and you go, wow, that team's got a real chance.
1: So if the Cubs window's still open, and I assume it will be in 2020, it could be a pretty exciting oh, summer.
6: Be. Oh, God, baseball in yeah. this town, and they laughed at me the other day, but I said this is on set at the Sox Fest. Baseball in this town of 2020 should be lit. I mean, it should be just phenomenal here. Both those teams together, oh, it's going to be crazy.
2: All right, uh, we move on to our weekly conversation about you, Darvish. We have now reached the last day of January. Still nothing uh, announced at this time. I saw John Heyman earlier today was talking a little bit about the Brewers continuing to be aggressive. What's the latest you're hearing on Darvish? And uh, if it isn't Darvish, Arietta still on the table for the Cubs.
6: I keep hearing that the Brewers are definitely, definitely five years in length uh, in terms of their proposal. 100%. But they're willing to do that. Now, is that enough to get Darvish to buy on Milwaukee? Is it all about the money? Or does he look and go, no, I'm going to Chicago, I'm going to L.A. because I think they have a better chance to win? And the prospect's where their mouth is. And if they get Darvish you go with Yellich and Lorenzo Cain, right. you've got to give them an A for their efforts in the offseason. You have to.
1: Have they done enough, Cap? I mean, they led the division, as you recall, last year for a significant amount of time before the Cubs, you know, pulled away late. They were, uh, I think they've clearly bypassed the Cardinals. Uh, Pittsburgh seems to be, you know, building for another year. Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Uh, the Brewers, have they done enough to level the playing field as far as the uh, central division of the National League?
6: Uh, maybe. You know, look. look. I don't think they have enough pitching. If they add garbage right. to their rotation, I mean, it's hard to argue that they're not one of the better teams in the National League because they got Corey Knebel, who's a really good closer. Now, will he follow up you know, a breakout season with another one? I would think. He's young. He's pretty darn good. You've got that address. Your outfield is loaded. Now, is Eric Dame going to have the kind of year that he had last year where he got mm-hmm. up to this amazing start? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's. You know, realistic. They had a lot of guys have career years. I'm going to go back probably in the morning when I get in the office and go through Chuck Tanner once said, if five guys or more on your roster had a career year, bet on them the next year, that team's going to take a major wow. step back. So if that's accurate, you know, Eric Dames had a career year. you got to look, Corey Canabel had a career year. Zach Davies had a career year. That's just off the top of my head. So if that's the case, they have an opportunity to look at the Brewers and go, boy, I didn't see that coming. I thought they'd be much better, and they actually aren't.
1: Travis Shaw had a career year. Mm-hmm. I would think he would be in that list too, right, a third baseman?
6: I would think so. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, are those guys, no. The other thing is, if they're young enough, maybe the career year is the start mm. of where they may be headed. I don't know.
2: Your buddy David Ross uh, got an official gig. He'd been doing some freelance work with ESPN and now on a full-time role. Uh, have you talked to Rossi since the announcement?
6: Yeah, I actually saw him. I was on my way to go do a game. I'm walking through the airport, and I look up, and there comes David Ross. <laughs> and he's dressed like a homeless man. And I went, <laughs> wow, do you travel casual? Because I was in a warm-up. And it's like, they lost my luggage. Oh, That's all I had. <laughs> Andy, the winner, I ran out the door. He goes, I got to go to Nordstrom by clothes. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it was funny. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where uh, Rossi, where his career path takes him.
1: Hmm. Mirosich, where's his career path going to take him, Cap? We thought it was going to be to New Orleans yesterday. Trade was announced. At least we thought it was announced. Uh, it was about yeah, well, this time it yesterday.
6: It was It was broken by Vincent Goodwill, but the Bulls never announced anything.
1: Okay. So so was it it he was out. obviously close then, right?
6: Uh, Yeah, what I think happened is, and this is how these things go, you go to the team you want to make a deal with. You come to an agreement, and you make a trade. Then you go to the player, and you say, okay, we just agreed to a deal with New Orleans. Will you accept that? Then his agent says, no, not unless you guys pick up the option, or they do. Somebody's paying that money. And New Orleans was unwilling to do that, so that's why we're at this stalemate. But that's how it works.
2: So, with the trade deadline on the horizon, what, what's coming off the books? What do you see the Bulls doing uh, leading up to the deadline?
6: I think they're going to get Nico moved somewhere, mm-hmm. somehow, some way. Will they get a high first round pick? Probably not. Will they get a mid first round pick? Maybe, maybe not. They may end up having to take you know, a decent player and a second rounder. But I'd, I'd be surprised if Nico's still here. I had Brian Windhorst on today, and he said, in his opinion, the Chicago Bulls are set up for the future better than any team in the NBA. Really? He said, because he you've got so many teams that are struggling with the luxury tax. He said, add that in where the Bulls have no tax implications. The Bulls have the ability then, with all these other teams' caps, to make trades very advantageous to them. Oh, you guys got a cap problem? We'll take that good player and we'll take that bad contract because they can do it and they're still going to have the ability two years from now, not this summer but the following summer, to get into a really good free agent class and have more cap room than almost anyone. He said Chicago's done a really wonderful job at getting themselves set up. Well, I don't think people would have ever expected to hear that about Garland
1: Pack. Interesting. Uh, one more cap before we get your Super Bowl pick and uh, the other winners. Uh, the other winter sport, the NHL and the the Blackhawks, came out of the break had a really nice win against a very tough team uh, in the Predators last night. Uh, but they still find themselves um, in uh, at the very bottom of uh, uh, hockey's best division, the Central. Do they, are, they, um, in biz, are they open for business, I guess, I guess, as the NHL trade deadline gets closer? What will they do?
6: Um, they have to make a determination Do they believe that they can get to the playoffs. You could say you believe. Do you truly believe it? If they believe they can get to the playoffs, then they have to go out and trade for a veteran goalie. I don't mean a starter, but somebody that can really play. They get Corey Crawford back if they get Corey Crawford back. I've heard from people I trust, they're resigning themselves that more likely than not, Corey Crawford will not play the rest of this year. If that's accurate, then you got to try and find a way to scrape together a decent goalie that can keep you afloat. Now, I don't think the Hawks are dealing with the troubles they're dealing with because Jeff Glass and Anton Forsberg haven't been tremendously good players. They've been okay. They've been more than serviceable. So, the big question is, do you go out
2: and make a trade
6: and get somebody decent that feels an upgrade who can keep you afloat? That's the question.
2: Kappa, last thing for me over to the Bears uh, to wrap up And Kyle Fuller, Prince uh, Mukamara are both uh, unrestricted free agents. What's the scuttle bet there? What are the Bears going to do at the cornerback spot going into next year?
6: Uh, I would, boy, if somebody's willing to pay Kyle Fuller big money, I would be surprised if the Bears decided to try and keep him. Now, if they can get a fair deal done, they might consider it. But you have to ask yourself this question. Hey, man, why are you now all of a sudden playing such good Mm -hmm. football when this is a contract year and that's the only reason you played well? That's a legitimate question to ask yourself. So do you just cut ties and go find another one? Those guys don't grow on trees. If you hmm. believe his best football is ahead of him, then you probably got to pay through the nose and keep him. But I just don't think they will unless the deal makes sense.
1: All right, Cap, uh, the number's four and a half. Uh, we know that you're your affinity for the desert. Uh, Philadelphia gets four and a half. The Patriots, how do you see Super Bowl 52?
6: Yeah, I don't really care if it gets down to one. I'm playing Philly on the money line. Are you? Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep, I believe Philadelphia wins the game on the money line, outright winner. I think they are your Super Bowl champ.
1: Good stuff. Cap, uh, uh, we will be, well, we'll find that Loyola-Bradley game tonight. Huge game in the Valley. You will have a headset on and be talking to us. Thank you, Cap. We look forward to it. Talk to you next week. You got it. me and Mitch Holtis. Oh, good. Yeah, tell Mitch hi. We have him every Thursday during the season. Tell him hi for us. Hi, All right, buddy. Thank you. See you boy. Take care. Uh, David Kaplan, com. Visit them at Southwest 9th in Des Moines. Call them, 800-340-1157. Or take the easy way out. Shop online, heartlandflags.com, heartlandflags.com. Uh, any sport, any team. Historical flags. Uh, banners.
2: USA flag.
1: Trent, if there's a flag, Heartland Flags has got it. Check them out online, heartlandflags.com. We appreciate their help in bringing us David Kaplan on a weekly basis. Matt Norlander, CBSSports.com. College basketball national writer joins us next as we continue here. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG.
0: News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at
5: 1700kbgg.com. Well, it's that time of year again. Tax time. Not all tax firms are the same. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines. Not only am I a tax pro, but a certified financial planner as well. We can discuss tax savings ideas and financial services when we meet. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. Give us a try. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. Advantage Financial and Tax Services.
6: You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at MRExecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive,
4: 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Do you see cracks in your foundation, brick or drywall, or doors and windows that stick? These are all signs of serious settlement issues. Call Midwest Basement Systems for all things basementy, basement waterproofing, basement structural repair, foundation settlement repair, and wall straightening and bracing too. Our engineered solutions will stabilize and lift your home back to level, putting you back on solid ground. Call Midwest Basement Systems today. Here's a list of reasons why AT&T Prepaid is a
6: great prepaid choice, according to Julius and Deb. When you switch to AT&T Prepaid, you get two ZTE Maven 3 smartphones for free. And two lines for $75 a month.
2: Hey, I was going to say that. Beat you to it. AT&T Prepaid has no annual contract.
6: No activation fee.
2: And AT&T's reliable network.
6: No hidden fees.
2: No credit check.
6: No compromises.
2: AT&T Prepaid has plans for people who like great prices.
6: Plans for people who like great deals. Flexibility. Reliability. Customers named debt. customers named Julius
2: customers in Springfield
6: customers not in Springfield the list is long really long thanks Julius thanks Deb
4: you're You're welcome welcome, announcer guy. guy hey I was saying that.
6: No matter your reason, switch to ATT prepaid and get two free ZTE Maven 3 smartphones and two lines on ATT's reliable network. Limited time offer available at participating AT&T stores. Two for $75 per month requires two new lines of service on the $45 monthly plan, each under a multi line account. Account owner on AutoPay. Reliable network claim for third party sources, fees, coverage, and other restrictions apply. Details at attcom prepaid.
1: Carrying Hands Food Pantry serves the residents of Southeast Polk School District as well as all of Bondurant and Pleasant Hill. If you live in this area or use the school system and find yourself in need of additional food, at this time, come in Mondays or Wednesdays between 3 and 6 or on Tuesday, Thursday or Friday between 11 and 1. You will need to bring in an ID for each member of your family and a piece of mail postmarked and delivered to you for each adult over 18 in order to register. There are no income requirements, no checking of employment, nor need to be signed up for any government or church charity program. We are here to help. If you need food, we have it for you. Caring Hands has been serving the Southeast Polk area for more than 20 years and is funded by charitable Contributions from those of us in the community. Check out their website at CaringHandsIowa.org.
4: You don't need more sports, but
5: you want more sports.
7: Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on
0: DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR.
2: com
0: real sports talk for real sports fans back to miller and condon on 1700 kbgg all right welcome back it's the ken miller
1: show 1700 kbgg trent connor myself with you until two then jimmy b and tc for your drive home They are on the air from 4 until 6. Let's talk to Matt Norlander, shall we? CBSSports.com covers college basketball, national college basketball writer. Great to catch up with him in the months of January, February, March a couple of times as we do. And uh, he's gracious enough to join us today. Matt, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you?
7: fellas good to be with you happy
1: good. afternoon yes uh thank you for having us maybe i'm overreacting matt uh and I've, cuz i've seen virginia before but when i watched them this past weekend do what they did to duke winning on the road at cameron the first half just completely shutting down uh this uh this duke team um Oh, I'm. St- I sure think cause I'm looking at a national championship team. I know that they've got questions, maybe offensively. But uh, what am I missing in Virginia if I was to fill out a bracket today and have them all day long as the team cutting down the nets?
7: Nothing. They just have to. I, they're not even. I mean, they're not great offensively. They're not bad. Um, they're actually the slowest team on offense in all of college basketball. They use up more of the shot clock before they get their first shot off than anyone. Um, they just haven't done it yet. You know, with this style that Tony Bennett's been able to, to implement and win in the ACC with, so he's on his way to his third regular season ACC championship in the past five seasons. It's working in the macro, and then when you look in the micro of the NCAA tournament, uh, when there's a lot of urgency, and when the difference uh, between a win and a loss might be two or three shots, and if you're comfortable playing a game in the high 50s, then you potentially are going to get burned. All it takes is a couple of three-pointers, in a neutral court environment that fall, and that's going to be the difference. It's why, like, even if Virginia never loses uh, before Selection Sunday, I think there there's a one-loss team, and in that situation, I think they'd be the number one overall seed. I still wouldn't pick them to win the national championship um, because ultimately offense usually tends to win out more than defense in college basketball, um, particularly in the NCAA tournament. You can be really good defensively, and you need to be at a certain level in order to get that championship. Uh, But you've got to have enough offense and enough tempo and and enough uh, dynamism uh, with the ball. And Virginia lacks that to a certain extent. Uh, But you're not wrong to think that this team might be different from other ones in terms of just how good it is. Because defensively, it is trending toward being the most statistically dominant uh, basketball team of the past 17, 18 years Mm -hmm. at least.
2: Is uh, Tony Bennett a lifer at Virginia, not a historically blue-blood program, certainly, and and what he's built there, maybe on his way to his third number one uh, seed in the NCAA tournament. Do you see him sticking there for the rest of his career, or is there going to be another stop along the way?
7: Oh, man. Um, I don't know. I don't (laughs) see. I I think ultimately Tony either uh, finishes at Virginia, takes an NBA job, Or maybe if things don't work out with, and I think they will, but if things didn't work out with Greg Gard three, four years from now and Wisconsin really wanted to throw at just oh. as much money as humanly possible at Tony Bennett, perhaps that might get him back uh, to go to Wisconsin. He obviously played at Green Bay. Uh, that's his home state. If you maybe pick one way or the other, I will say, and I have to pick does he stay at Virginia for the rest of his career or no, I will say he does. Um, but I'd put that at maybe 55%, so just a little over a 50-50 proposition. Um, He certainly has an opportunity right now to become a Hall of Fame-level coach if he wants by continuing to make Virginia uh, year-over-year top, fifteen program. Mm.
1: Let's stay in the Big Ten. Uh, Purdue, a really nice win the other day over Indiana. Indiana gave them all that they wanted. You would think that that's a rivalry game and they're going to rise up, and they almost did. Purdue unbeaten in the conference. What do, When you when you look at Purdue, what, if anything, concerns you about the Boilers?
7: Almost nothing concerns me about Purdue, and all of this is, you know, we need context when we have these kind of conversations. Just because nothing concerns me about Purdue doesn't mean that Purdue can't lose Of course, right. they can lose. But it's ranked top three in offensive efficiency, top seven in defensive efficiency. And it's got five players shooting at least 40% from three point range. And those are players that have taken all at least 75 attempts or more from three point range this season. They're all averaging, you know, you do the math, over three three point attempts per game. Uh, at 43.6% from three point range, Purdue is the most effective long ball team in college basketball. It's got some size. It's got veteran play, it's got good wings, good guard play, really good defenders, both on ball and in the lane. Uh, the team doesn't really have the, much of a. It doesn't have a, an overall glaring weakness right now. There is there is no weakness with this team. It can get beat, sure, if the shots don't fall, um, or if it potentially matches up against a team with a little more athleticism. But I don't have a lot of concerns about Purdue. It's going to be very very hard for me not to put this team into the, even if even if Purdue, they're twenty two, 21 and two right now, only two losses. Even if they enter the tournament like with six losses, so they lose four of their next eight to ten games, I'd still have a hard time not putting them into the Elite Eight because of how well-balanced they are and how good they are from three.
2: Talking with Matt Norlander from CBS Sports. Matt, uh, to your home state, the Nutmeg State, Connecticut, uh, Kevin Ollie, some infractions possibly going on. It's a another disastrous season there with the Huskies. They won a national title just four years ago, which seems like a million years ago. What's happening there? And I, There's some rumblings out there that there might be more to this story a possible planet story to uh, have a chance to get out from under Ali's contract. You believe in that?
7: Um, this is a weird situation up yes. here. Um, let me lay it out here, I guess for your local listeners. Like, yeah, so they win the championship under Ali with Calhoun's players. And it was honestly, I think it's the worst national championship team I think I've ever seen. And they were, don't get me wrong. Like you win a national championship, you're a good basketball team, but All things considered, it just, you look at all the other teams that have won national championships and ones that haven't over the past 20 years, and that team was just an absolute flash in the pan. And at the time, it gave Kevin Ollie not only a lot of steam uh, for recruiting and buzz for the potentially like being a coach in the NBA. It assured fans that Jim Calhoun was right. He wanted Ollie to be the guy to take over the program and kind of finagle that into existence. And from where we were then to where we are now, is so drastically different because I will also say there has always been a small percentage of UConn fans, and that percentage has grown, who did not like the Ollie hire from the start, might have bought in a little bit when they won the national championship, but were never like 100% sold. I want this guy as my coach for the next 10 to 15 years at UConn. And now that course has grown even larger because of the NCAA investigation into UConn, we still don't have the details in terms of what really could have possibly gone wrong there. Um, but UConn fans are, some of them are so thrilled right now because they, they want a coaching change. One, they want a conference change. They want back in the biggies. Mm-hmm. They want a coaching change, and they want someone else in there because they don't have confidence that Connecticut can be a top 25 program over the next half decade with Kevin Ollie running the show. And so if there were real violations that were found under Ollie's watch, UConn could fire him and get out of the nine to $11 million owed to Ollie uh, in his buyout. And if they were able to do that, that obviously affords them a lot of money to play with to get a big-time hire here. Um, it's kind of a critical next 6 to 12 months for UConn, in my opinion. Um, it remains to be seen if anything will change there. Uh, if you made me say one way or the other. I, I do think that Kevin Ollie is going to be coaching UConn at the start of next season. Mm.
1: Want to get to West Virginia? They're in our state tonight. They're up north in uh, Ames, taking on Iowa State. All of a sudden, this West Virginia team, Matt's lost four or five. Uh, I, I, th- I know I've sold all my stock in them. I thought that this was going to be the year finally Kansas doesn't win the conference and it's going to be West Virginia uh, that gets the crown that knocks them off that perch. Are we overreacting? I mean, te- uh, Texas Tech, uh, Kansas, TCU are the three Big 12 um, teams that they've lost to in their last four games. Kentucky with that miraculous comeback. For the first 36, uh, 34 to 36 minutes of every game, West Virginia looks like most nights the best team on the floor having trouble finishing. Can they get back, um, And can I guess, can they get past Kansas, or is that ship sailed?
7: We're not going to get back to Kansas, not at this point. Um, they still got to go to Kansas. <laughs> Already dropped a home game to the Jayhawks. Uh, winning the Big 12 is now out of question. Um, I think they're going to snap back closer to form here going forward. Obviously, as you mentioned, the, the the big game here, Iowa State's the worst team in the Big 12, uh, as I thought would be the case. And I know it's a weird year for ISU. West Virginia's got to try and seal this on the road. It's actually a really slippery situation for them. They can't quite afford to slip up like this. Um, I still think with the way that they play and how they can harass opponents with their myriad press looks, they have a shot at being uh, a long-shot Final Four team. Like, I still think that they, they're capable of that. They would, just, they would be the typical matchups matter, got to get the right first-round opponent, the right second-round opponent, perhaps uh, a double-digit seed in the Sweet 16, and then whoever they were to face in the Elite Eight would have to be uh, ill-equipped to deal with the kind of press that West Virginia can face. That's how they can get to a Final Four. I still think it's a top-20 team. They're just mired in a funk right now, and winning on Wednesday night is paramount to turning that season around.
2: Matt, I'll thing for you here on the local front. Fran McCaffrey signs a contract extension, though, was signed two months ago after a loss to Virginia Tech. Certainly on a local level, it's had a lot of conversation. How about your national perspective? What do you think of the Iowa program, what Fran McCaffrey has done, and maybe the future going forward of the Iowa basketball program? What do you think of?
7: I think of it as, you know, Fran is. All right, let me let me put it in a few different ways here. Fran was very successful in the Mac at Siena. That was actually, he was at Siena just uh, when I was. I wasn't at CBS yet, but I was uh, covering for Yahoo and uh, stringing for Jeff Goodman when Goodman was at Fox. And that's when I first met Fran. Those Siena teams were a lot of fun. Then he goes to Iowa and. Overall, if you look at what he's done since he got there in in 2010, that 2010 2011 season, I think it is a satisfactory job to this point. And I use the word satisfactory specifically. Um, didn't make the tournament last year. Will not make the tournament this year. Had the three right. The three. I think they hit it three straight seasons prior to that. Um, but it, it. I think Fran is coaching to the level that the Iowa job provides, and I speak of this from a national perspective here, Like Iowa is a program that should not be expecting to get to the NCAA tournament every season. It just isn't that kind of program. It's not a top 30 program in college basketball. It might not be a top 40 program, in fact, in college basketball. Um, Fran has brought some negative attention to the program because he frequently has outburst on the sidelines. in fact I'd say that is still the defining thing about the Fran McCaffrey, Iowa Hawkeyes relationship. I know that's not the case locally, but from a big picture national perspective and for anyone you know ads around the country and stuff, that is a lot of how um, he is viewed and the program is viewed at this at this point. Um, it's just it's a solid but not great big ten program at this point. It will probably remain that so long as Fran is the coach. And if Iowa fans are satisfied with that, if they're okay with saying we're going to get to the tournament 50% of the time, that friend is our head coach, then that's that's totally fine. Um, I would argue that uh, the extension he got this year, the performance doesn't quite justify that. And, in fact, if I have my facts right, it was not even ever announced despite the fact that Iowa is a state school. Um, so it might show you just a little bit about how much confidence there was in that overall. The down year, next year will be interesting to see how they're able to uh, come back and rebound and obviously they'll be a little bit older there they should have a little bit better of a chance but i say that knowing full well that the big 10 next season is not going to be as erratic as, as been.
1: good stuff matt norlander thank you matt we'll talk to you down the road appreciate it thank you guys have a great weekend You do the same matt norlander Sports.com. time out uh, we'll come back with the one o'clock hour john miller's part of it look forward to talking to john hawkeye com. 1700 kbgg
0: sunday night monday night and thursday night football from westwood one only on 1700 kbgg
2: 14th Street in Des Moines or online
3: washersystems.com Hey guys, this is Nate Adams. You want to know where to go for the best Valentine's Day gifts this year? Go to Christopher's Fine Jewelry. It's a tradition for the men in the Adams family to visit Christopher's because we trust their friendly, down-to-earth staff. No big sales pressure. They're happy to answer your questions and take the stress out of Valentine's Day shopping. Stop by Christopher's today at 3427 Merle Hay Road and tell them the Adams family sent you.
4: Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission of building homes, communities, and hope. So donate, shop, and volunteer at your nearest Restore on East Euclid or in Urbandale.
5: I know, I know, I know. You picture a flag flying and it's almost always against a clear blue sky on a sunny summer day, right? Well, it doesn't have to be. Flag guy here. Nothing wrong with a flag flying in the middle of winter. Your favorite team's colors would do well to break up the bleak, cold time of year. Besides, with the football playoffs, basketball getting great, and spring ball just around the corner, it's a great time to fly your flag. Shop Heartland Flag Poles and Flags, 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines, or take free shipping when you shop online at heartlandflags.com
4: family reunions, sports leagues, corporate events, even that annual get-together with your old friends. Great times come and go, but you can keep the memories with you. 905 Inc. Custom Screen Printing Shop can make custom-designed, screen-printed T-shirts, hoodies, and more. They bring people together and keep the memories alive for years to come. For great service, affordable prices, custom design, and quick turnaround, look to 905 Inc. Custom Screen Printing. 515-432-3480 or visit 905inc.com. That's 905inc.com.